You're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. The last I checked, I'm the only one with a job around here. When you pay the bill. McDonald's. You got McDonald's money. Hi, yeah. I know I got an outdated bill. Okay, well, guess what? I don't have no money for it. Uh, well, do what you got to do. My credit. <laughs> my credit been ruined. I don't care. I ain't about to buy no house. I'm not fit to get a car. So what else you going to tell me? You act like this your money. <laughs> I damn near had this conversation earlier. That is damn near word for word a conversation I had. I just need y'all bill collectors to for real calm the fuck down. We don't know each other, okay? I did not go into your personal account and get this money. You did not sacrifice your livelihood to give me the money that I owe to some corporation. Okay, can we just all agree that corporations are scum? Regardless of Mitt Romney saying their people, no, they are scum. They they are not here for regular everyday people. They not even there for the people who work at these ho-ass corporations. So why are you on my phone chastising me about an outdated bill that ain't got shit to do with your life? Okay, the fact that I I got a thousand dollar bill sitting around somewhere, are like are you gonna have to pay for it personally? I mean, let me know so I can be clear about what threat this is to you and why you on my phone so hyped up. Like what? And I don't know if there are any um bill collector people on that listen to the podcast if you are fuck you but this is what i want to (laughs) say thank you for listening but fuck you but this is what i this is what it is okay um i don't need you on my phone talking to me like this is your personal debt like i'm indebted to you like you personally bought my outstanding debt and now you are ready to collect okay First of all, if you out here buying people debt, that's on you. That's your bad. Didn't nobody tell you to buy this old-ass T-Mobile bill and then try to sprinkle on a little extra on the top for you? No, bitch. That's not how this is going to work. What you should have done is left this bill with T-Mobile and let me and T-Mobile deal with what we got. Because you don't know everything that... You know what? What up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. season three on your ass um thank you guys so much for logging on it's wednesday it's gonna be a little late but um you know we out here we making it happen making it zoo with a zoo uh just want to send some uh send some love and light (laughs) to all my people in new york i heard it is like straight torrential rain out there i don't know what that's about i know i don't miss it i do miss new york i miss some of (laughs) y'all but uh hey if it might be time to get a rowboat or some shit i don't know you might need to get a little blow up raft maybe like one of those unicorn things that you just kind of put around your waist so you could just float in the water so you don't have to tread the whole time um and I'm talking shit, listen, a, a damn wildfire could break out right now outside my house because it's hot as shit in California. But, um, you know, I just saw that and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, like, 
I like rain. I, I do appreciate the time when it is raining and you could just kind of like be in your house and be cozy. And if you got something to sit on, <clears throat> I mean, I apologize. My brain, it was working, 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 working. And then my mouth caught it and it was like, mm, tasty. Go say that shit, bitch. And then I said it. So I just want to, it's too early. I'm only, I ain't even five minutes in. So I, I'm going to apologize. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm, that's my, I'm feeling Randy. My, darling. <laughs> All right. Um, Hey, y'all, don't forget that September 6th, we're watching Harlem Nights live on Facebook Live, Black Ass Podcast. Uh, Facebook page. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna figure out how to do it. I'm not sure yet. I'm gonna figure it out. We're gonna do a live broadcast and watch and watch Harlem Knights instead of watching these hoe ass football games. And shout out to the football players who are resisting that are deciding to kneel and being like, you know what, you can kiss my ass. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I think that's very noble, but you know. And I'm not telling you what to do with your money because, hey, your bills is your bills and my T-Mobile bill is my T-Mobile bill. So I'm not telling you how you're supposed to actually do. But I would just love if all the football players just clock the fuck out. Like, let the kickers run on the field. You know what I mean? Let these, let these, and I'm not, you know, listen, any man that can get out there on that football field you know, nine times out of ten, you you a bad motherfucker because you got people running at you like trucks, right? But let's take some of the black trucks off the field and let's see what that game looked like. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got Tom Brady, but who is he throwing it to? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to block for Tom Brady? Who's going to who's gonna run at Tom Brady? Like, you know, let's not discount the, the value of black players on this field. Not that anybody is, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I just, I, I think it would be amazing if they just was like, nah, fuck that. We ain't going out there. Y'all, good luck. <laughs> we good, love, and joy. Oh, oh my God, that would be amazing. Because I, then I would love to see these quote-unquote, you know, people who have a problem with kneeling. I'd love to see their face then while they watching that game, straight sour apples. I would love to see their face in the actual stadium when they sitting there and realize all their favorite players are not walking out on the field. You know, the dudes that they talking shit about, right, if they all of a sudden just didn't walk onto the field for the game, I would be, oh, my God, can you imagine the national anthem playing? And, you know, they give the players the opportunity to just stay in the locker room if they don't want to be a part of it. So, you know, these old fucking, you know, anyway. I was about to say something real, so I'm. Mm. Y'all know my heart. Y'all know it was right on the edge. I I held it back. I held it. So you know they're gonna be sitting out there thinking all their favorite players is probably in the back or whatever, and they re being respectful. So they'll just be sitting there like, yeah, goddamn, you get your ass on this goddamn field, right? And then you know, dun 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 dun, whatever. I don't even fucking respect that shit, but whatever, right? The song finished playing, they all looking down the tunnel like, God damn, where's Darnell? <laughs> is is Jamal coming? Anybody seen Keith? <laughs> E-E-F. 
anybody seen King? It's Durante down there. God damn it. The word is goddamn boys. Right? And then they realize, oh, shit, they not fucking coming. And this is what the game going to look like. Oh. Mm. Oh, it will be amazing. Um. But hey, who knows? That's not, I'm sure that's not going to happen. That's just my own like wet dream or whatever. But you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I won't be watching. I'm taking my own personal stand. So I don't know who's kneeling, who's not kneeling, but shout out to whoever is and paying that 10. I I kneel and I wouldn't pay shit. And I'd be like, and what? Who who the fuck going to check me? Think about it. If the top players kneel and say, no, I'm not going to pay. I don't think I. I think that league would be like, God damn it! Don't tell nobody you didn't pay. You know what I mean? Like they would have, they would come. I'm like Marshawn Lynch. I don't know if he still plays. I don't keep up with football like that. I, don't, I watch football for the when they bend over and you can see that thigh meat. Woo! Mm. Mm, yummy. Anyway, um. But, you know, I'm just think about the top fucking players if they decide to kneel and say, I'm not going to pay. What is the league really going to do? What's gonna, what is the coach going to do? Because I'll go to the coach like, oh, I guess you got that, huh, player? But like I said, I'm not judging. I'm just not going to watch. And that's my own, you know, that's my own thing. So September 6th, we watch in Harlem Nights on Facebook. If anybody knows how to actually do this right, please call me. <laughs> Because I don't know. All right, let's get into some other stories. Oh, I just read this. This is hysterical. Cafeteria workers accused of stealing almost 500000 in lunch money. Okay, let me just say this. <laughs> this is in New Canaan, uh, Connecticut. Y'all, these ladies are sisters, two old white ladies. And I guess they like, look, I'm... First of all, I'm not even mad at these old broads. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I remember being a kid and I remember how people treated the lunch ladies. I remember how I remember how kids treated the people who cleaned up the cafeteria. And I'm saying they I'm saying how they treated them because I'm going to be honest, I was not like that. I was not dropping food on purpose. I wasn't spilling shit, throwing milk. I would never First of all, my mama would have beat my whole entire ass. It would have been a full on like CPS got to come investigate because my mama whooped my ass like that. Mama, you know, I come from I come from a generation of you know, when you go out in the world and you embarrass your parent, like when you go out in the world acting crazy, that's a reflection on your parents. That's a reflection on your mama. That's a reflection on your grandmama, your daddy. You know what I mean? And so there was a there was a level of respect that you had. I'm not saying I wasn't out cussing. I wasn't saying I wasn't out being fast. But, you know, I would never straight cuss at an adult and they could see my face. You get what I'm saying? Like, I would never do something where they could very clearly make me out and everybody would be like, oh, you know, kids. Oh, shit, she cussed her. No, I wasn't doing that. My mom would have... I know, mama. No, she just told me, yeah, I would have beat your ass. I know, mama. (laughs) She just sent a message like, yeah, I would have whooped your ass. And my mama don't even cuss, so I know, listen, she would have whooped my ass. So the sisters are um, Joanne Pascarelli, 61, and 
her sister, Marie Wilson, who's 67, uh, stole $500,000 in lunch money. Um, this is over five years. How much? How much is lunch going for? God damn. I mean, okay, so you in school nine months. You got your Christmas break, Thanksgiving. It's a few breaks in there. So I need to know exactly how many did. I need somebody. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Official said the scheme may have lasted 15 years. Okay. Because I'm like, this is this is kind of crazy. Um, in September... Um, the cafeteria worker complained about supervisors mishandling money. And I guess that was kind of the beginning of it. Um, but here's the, like, I get it. But then it's also in the back of my head, like, who, who trying to go to jail at 67? You know, like, you an old bitch just about to go to jail. I feel like for me, that's like when when old people just start trying to do drugs. Like, come on, you should have did this shit a long time ago. You know what I mean? How you 70 out here trying to have a threesome? Like, no, bitch. You got all kind of like old dormant diseases trying to come and mix and mingle. Like, no, your body chemistry all thrown off. You ain't drinking enough water in like 20 years. There ain't nobody trying trying to, no, you can't even reach and flex the way you could if you was a smooth 30. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to do some new freak shit. You 60, you 70 trying to have a threesome. You just taking a nap. <laughs> taking a nap with other people in the bed you ain't doing shit you are gonna all you gonna do is hurt yourself that's a that's for damn sure you are gonna hurt yourself you gonna contort somebody gonna lay on your arm the wrong way you're gonna be bent and you're gonna be trying to reach and and it's gonna no it's gonna be a mess so for these ladies i get it yo y'all disgruntled y'all have been through so much working at this school but come on, you about to go to jail at 67? They said, um, so it was a new system. The daily intake went from $40 to $150 a day. And that's kind of what um, what boosted their intake. So um, $137,682 was stolen from the middle school and $350,906 from the high school between 2012 and 2017. Police can't go back further than that. So, and I'm just like, yo, they should have known something because these old ladies is probably out at every store with uh, with $300 in ones. <laughs> like, I know your old ass ain't stripping. Where you get all this money from? Like, yo, mm-mm-mm. the sisters, um, they would have ca cashiers sign blank check bank deposits um, and put a co-worker on dishwashing duty for several months when she asked financial <laughs> Yo, I bet you, first of all, Pascarelli, no disrespect, but that shit sound very mob adjacent, right? Marie Wilson sound like she baked apple pies and shit, and, you know, she sound mad wholesome. 
Um, she baked pies. She baked mulberry pies or some shit from the fruit that she grow in her garden. <laughs> she make rhubarb. <laughs> but Pascarelli, listen, Pascarelli sound like she got married in. She was a mob wife for a while. You know, shit went good. Then her husband, Arthur, went to jail. I don't know if Arthur, is that a legitimate um, mob name? Maybe not Arthur. Maybe Luigi. Maybe Luigi. Luigi Pascarelli. What's a good? Tony. Tony. Then her husband, Tony, died. Right? Tony died. Right? And then the money, the mob money ran out, you know. His, the, every, everything switched hands she was no longer like in charge of anything and then the new guy came in and was like hey I'm not paying this old lady nothing right <laughs> so you know at the Tony die yo she get into the school system and then she started working doing a thing then she brought her sister in and then they, she looking watching everything moving hands and she like hey <laughs> Okay, yes, that was a terrible mob uh, impression, but hey, <laughs> what's she going to do? <laughs> okay, I'm just playing. I don't know. She might have got a nephew or something. <laughs> Fucking Pascarelli. <laughs> okay, respectfully. <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay. Um, oh, great news. Um, I just want to shout out all the black people who have been um, getting into the p politics in the past few years is such a push of people of color really getting into politics where the real power is. I swear if I didn't smoke as much weed as I do and if I was very clear about my background, like I feel like my background is good, but I feel like it's just like, I'm so good at hiding some dirt that I feel like some of the dirt I didn't hear from myself. You get what I'm saying? And I just don't want to get into it. And then somebody be like, oh, bitch, but what about this? And I'm like, I right. So, um, but shout out to all the black people that are really like, we're about to be a part of this system. There's a brother who just took over the, the prosecutor role in Ferguson, um, all, of course, all the women down in Georgia, so many, uh, I think in Maryland, there's a black, the first black governor or something just amazing. So shout out to all of you black people who are like, yo, we about to get in here and, and really make some shit happen for our own betterment. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we're when people of color are in these roles, we don't have the opportunity to be racist. We don't have... We can't just decide, oh, we just going to start sending little white kids to maximum security prisons and ain't nobody going to say nothing. You know what I mean? In the way that we're not going to set up white schools to be a prison pipeline and there's no pushback. Right. And I just don't feel like people of color are diabolical in that way. I said now I may be wrong, but I just feel like. I don't know that that's in our genetic makeup. Yes, there are trash-ass people across all racial lines in every culture and every, just absolutely. But specifically in America, let me say this, specifically in America, people of color do not have, and I don't want to say luxury because why? that's not a luxury to actively try to ruin people's lives. That's not a luxury to, to set up laws that are specifically you know, the their 
specific purpose is to hold another group down so that another group can thrive, right? That's not a luxury. That's some evil, demonic, devilish, like that is some, that's some next level devil shit. Straight up. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm not on here trying to sound like Farrakhan, but you can't tell me that people who are out here making up these laws, people who are out here sending kids into horrible conditions, people who are out here putting lead in water when they know that there are going to be people that have to drink this water. You can't tell me that that ain't on the level of some Satan shit. Period. We I'm not going to argue. I said what I said. Period point motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> when you hear the p- 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 I'm trying to solidify that hey you know, your parents, so they so hold the anger. Hey. So I'm just saying as more people of color are able to be put in these positions, I think this is when we will see the country truly um, moving toward liberty and justice for all. That's it, right? So shout out to all those black people that are doing that. So, in a related story to that, um, Johanna Hayes, she was named the Teacher of the Year by Barack Obama. I don't know if you remember that, but she got her whole last life when the president, she got to meet the president, and then, like, Barack was giving, singing her praises or whatever, and she was just over there. Like, she, it was like she could not contain the joy in her soul. Like, that's what I loved about Barack's presidency. I'm going to get to her in a minute. I keep sidestepping, but here it is. That's what I enjoyed about watching Barack's presidency and and just every day just to see the people who he brightened you know what I'm saying like the people who were so excited to be around him the excitement he brought to the office the excitement he brought to the country to those of us who not who aren't fucking racist assholes right us over here right like those people who you watch a video of Barack with some kids and you be like, I've, I have yet to see one picture, video, anything of Trump with some kids and they look happy to be there. I have not seen one. And now I might, hey, I'm sure that there's some fucking, you know, KKK rally kid that's getting a whole ass life, right? But I'm saying as a overall, cons- like, if you were to line up 10 pictures of Barack with kids and 10 pictures of Donald Trump with kids, I am I will put down a very crisp $5 bill that the majority of excited kids are going to be with Barack and the kids with Trump is looking like, "Oh, I'm going to have to I'm really going to take a bath." Like, uh, you're not going to even have to force me into the tub when we get home. I'm going to get home and get in the tub myself. You understand me? Like Epsom salt, alcohol, baking soda, tea tree oil, turpentine whatever i need to get this off of me yeah burn some sage around me when you dump me in a tub matter of fact you can hold me underwater matter of fact when i get under the water i'm gonna take two sips of this water just to get whatever this man whatever aura whatever energy that he had on me i want it off of me out of my soul you don't ask me to clean my ears i will do it myself belly button and all that what 
because that was that was his presidency. There was such a joy. There was such an energy. First of all, the fact that there are no people of color in anything that oh, Trump does except them whole ass pastors and them few clowns that's still hanging around. But overall, you don't see other mixes of people. You don't see a mixed bag the way you saw a mixed bag with Barack. Right. You saw white people. You saw black people. You saw Asians. You saw, you know, Middle Easterners. You saw every you saw so many women. You just saw such a collective a collection of people around Barack in pictures, in, you know, events that he was doing. Yeah, he had his black ass events and I didn't get a chance to go to. Well, I did go to the White House. I just want to remind everybody and me and my mama did take a picture with Barack and Michelle and Michelle did remember me. I just like to bring that up just in case anybody is new to listen to the podcast. Like, who is this girl? It's the girl that know Michelle. Okay, <laughs> get into it. Anyway, uh, Barack had his black ass events um, and it was cool, but it was never like it was so black and it was no other people around. First of all, black people doing shit is already the bomb. You already know that. So, you know, white people was going to try to be there regardless, right? But when we went to the White House, yes, it was black people there, but that shit was overwhelmingly white. Because at the end of the day, it's still America. So it's not like, you know, that's the, uh, okay, this is the last side step, and then I'm going to go back, 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 back. Here's the other thing that kills me about white people in this country, racist white people that are, you know, feeling like, you know, everything is just there being, you, you will not replace us, all this bullshit. There is no fewer pumpkin spice fucking festivals, okay? There are no fewer white people, whatever the fuck y'all do, whatever, whatever it is y'all thing, there's no fewer rock concerts, there's no fewer, country music is not dying. Like, nobody is telling y'all y'all can't eat mayonnaise and play a acoustic guitar by a bonfire. We we might talk shit about y'all, but nobody is like, oh, we got to murder y'all because this is some white shit that y'all doing that is no longer allowed. White people are still, you know what I mean? Nobody is forcing y'all not a, away from the, sh the lifestyle y'all are accustomed to. What we are saying is, oh, it's not cool to fucking heckle people in the street. It's not okay to yell out racist shit to people that you know and intimidate people and try to fight people and fuck them up because that's what y'all used to are that's what y'all used to being able to do at any time and because that's now considered unacceptable y'all and y'all feelings fuck y'all and the y'all I'm talking about is the people who are the ones fucking complaining I'm not saying white people I don't have to explain that shout out to the white people listening you know what I mean um, and I'm not saying that dismissively in the sense of, oh, it is, you know, fuck y'all feelings. But if you heard what I just said and took that as me being racist, then fuck your feelings because that's some bullshit. Um, I'm not here for white people, you know, trying to reimagine what racism is to fit them being uncomfortable. It's a whole, it's a fucking pond. It's the whole Lake Michigan between actual racism and you being uncomfortable. That it is like all it's the whole middle passage. How about that? Okay. Anyway, um, but back, back, back. What the fuck? Oh, the teacher. Boom. The excitement. Barack Obama, the teacher. Black people getting into politics. Boom. Uh, jo Johanna, Johanna Hayes. Um, 
may become New England's first black Democratic representative. Come on. I love it. Once again, black people jumping into politics like, oh, y'all ain't going to be the only one casting these faux life ass checks if you didn't know. Listen, if you got a clean ass record, if you a black person that goes to church, you ain't never had sex with the pastor. You know what I mean? You pay your tithes. You gamble a little bit, but not like you be at gambling houses that's actually like got that run holes out the back. You know what I mean? If you ain't got no old sex videos that somebody got on their phone, like if you got all that shit going on. And at this point, I mean, with the fuck, everything that Trump has done, I don't even know that that will hold you back. Matter of fact, maybe I should run because everything this orange bastard has done it cannot be worse than anything I've done. I mean, hell, I have grabbed some dicks just like in a playful grabbing by the dick shit you know like or on some creep i've done some creep shit okay i frisked dudes outside a club that didn't necessarily need frisking <laughs> like i wasn't assigned as security but i have frisked some dudes outside a club but here okay this is no they didn't tell me no and i know that's not an excuse that doesn't bode well that doesn't sound that sound very harvey weinstein but here it is, right? They knew that I was in security. I didn't have on no security hat. They very, they willingly stepped up to allow me to pat down a dick. So that's different. It wasn't like I said, you can't get in the club if I can't grab it. Wait, I might have said. But they knew, it was, a, I, I know my, I'm going to erase it. <laughs> Okay, I quit. This is so stupid. Um, it's it's just you know what. Here's the other thing. I'm going back. It's crazy to think that there are still black firsts in 2018. Think about that. In 2018, there is still oh the first black like what the fuck? How? But that speaks to that speaks to the exact journey of this country if nothing else does that does but we're supposed to believe that blacks have had the same opportunities and this is the land of the free and they could and they could have and do and be well how the fuck is this still first out here how's it still the the first black ceo of any fucking thing really the f okay um what else is going on Oh, speaking of um, black people being great, a 22-year-old med student had the police called on him by a store clerk because she said he was being arrogant and black. First of all, um, he's 22 years old and he's a med student. Student, Yeah, bitch, he's arrogant because guess what? He is about to shit on your whole entire existence. And I'm not saying that because he's about to make a bunch of mo a bunch more money than you working at this whole ass store. But I'm saying that because he's a medical student, he about to be saving lives while you ringing up cigarettes, bitch. Okay, so let's just start there. The brother went in there to buy some Sour Patch Kids, okay? And um, the this woman, um, what's her name? Um, basically she was trying to say 
that he was being sketchy because he picked stuff up and put it back. Listen, I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a store, put pick some up, put it back, put some in my car, walked around a whole ass store, got to the front and was like, damn, I don't even want this now. Because nine times out of ten, you in there buying some shit that you don't need. So you picking it up and you talking to yourself the whole time like, girl, do you you about to do these milk duds? That's what you about to do? You know, summertime about to come up and you just going to be out here with a milk dud gut? All right, well, get the milk duds, bitch. But you better go running tomorrow. So I pick up the milk duds, then I put them back down like, but damn, if I get these milk duds, that mean I can't have pizza for the rest of the week, right? And then I put them down, but then I pick something else up like, oh, shit, fat free. Then I put that in my basket, but then I'm like, oh, fat free is really just a lie. It's just some fake shit. But what is the sugar and sodium content? Then get to reading the back of it. Then I'm like, you know what? You gotta love yourself more. Don't do that. And then I put the shit down, right? And then I got a text from my homegirl, like, bitch, we what what you doing tonight? Come by the house. And then I go pick up some liquor. Cause I'm like, well shit, I'm about to go by my homegirl house. Let me pick up some liquor, right? And then three minutes later, she texts me back, like, oh girl, uh, wrong text. <laughs> So then I put it down with a sad face and then I go back to the damn milk does where I was in the first place. Now that could be perceived as sketchy, but guess what? I plan on paying for that shit because I haven't stolen since two. Because <clears throat> I don't be stealing no more. Okay? At the end of the day, stealing is, stealing is a rite of passage. Let's just, let me start there. Okay, stealing is a rite of passage. That time in your life when you're thrill-seeking and you're really pushing your boundaries and you're like, ooh, what if I put this in my pocket? Oh, shit. I think ain't nobody look. I'm about to put it in my pocket. And then somebody looking, you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to jail. But you're too young to go to jail, but you had, they take you in the back and they instill that fear in you. Like, we're going to call it. You're going down. You're then your mama come back there she embarrassed as hell and then she like i'm gonna beat your ass and then you decide you never gonna steal again because your mama done beat all of like your mama done beat you with the fury of all of the ancestors right that wanted better for you right and now you embarrassing the fuck out of them from the grave and that's what she that's the power that she beat your ass with and you never steal again or maybe you steal again because you're going through something but at the end of the day that's a part of the growing up process, right? And if you got a good parent, they take your ass back to the store and they make you apologize and they make you give that shit back and then they make you work it off for whatever it is that you stole. You have to work to to basically pay for whatever the fuck you stole, even though you, you didn't even get away with it, right? That's what the good parents do. The trash-ass parents be like, bitch, why you ain't get the red ones, right? But anyway, neither here nor there. This idea of being arrogant. Yeah, bitch. Let me tell you all the reasons why black people should be arrogant. Now, okay, I'm gonna call this I'm gonna call this segment. Yeah, I'm arrogant, bitch. <laughs> Think about everything this boy went through in his life to then become a med student. Even if he didn't directly go through it, right? Think about what his grandparents went through in their life. All the things they saw, everything they experienced, everything they were told, they still succeeded past all expectations to lay the to lay the foundation for his parents to come through his parents then extending that foundation to him and having the means opportunity and access to get him into medical school yes bitch i am arrogant ring my shit up bitch he didn't mush her in the face but this thought of black people being arrogant like 
Black people, we should be motherfucking arrogant. Everything we done went through and we still out here shining, thriving, growing, motherfucking not aging, raising fucking quality ass kids, out here trying to build quality families, building foundations, starting businesses, getting into tech, reading books, writing books. You tell, bitch, you better be motherfucking. Okay. But when people use the word arrogant when it pertains to black people, we know what the fuck you saying, bitch. 2018 arrogant is 1883's uppity. It's the same motherfucking word. It's the same connotation. We know what the fuck you saying, bitch. You out here being up, goddamn nigga. Who the fuck do you think you are? You think you're better than me, nigga? You out here being uppity? You know what uppity? Ha- you know what happened when the word uppity was used to toward black people about black people? They ass was murdered, and those murderers went took they ass home. If they did go to court, all of a sudden they couldn't find no evidence, and this person ended up going home. So that's that's what you know when people use words like this in eighteen. I mean, in I about to say nineteen eighteen. In twenty eighteen, you can't act like that shit doesn't have it, it. It doesn't matter. You can't act like oh, it doesn't mean what we all fucking know it means. We know what it means, bitch. And you're not slick. So she calls the police and, you know, she tells the police um, and she tells the 911 dispatcher that he's black. But, of course, when the police get there, all of a sudden she's trying to say, oh, it's not a racial racial thing. It's, it's not because he's black. But, yeah, it is, bitch. The moment you picked up that motherfucking phone, it was because he was black. Because if a white man came up in that store, oh, I just, can, can we hurry up? How many, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a store with a white person. Specifically, well, I, I was going to say a white male, but I've definitely been in a store with a fucking white woman who just act like the world is supposed to unfold for them. Like their, pay, their time is more valuable than everybody else's fucking times. Like, bitch, your yoga class can wait. Fuck you, right? Uh, 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 I mean, uh, I just want to get this bitter Can we just, uh, I don't understand. Uh, uh, right? But that bitch wouldn't call the police on that motherfucker. I like, uh, 911, there's a white woman here being arrogant. That bitch would, as soon as she got up in the line, ma'am, I am so sorry. Is everything, did you find everything? Okay, please, uh, I apologize. Uh, I'm so sorry, right? All fucking apologetic. But a black boy who comes in there trying to make his purchase, not doing it the way that she wants him to do, or her feeling like, I don't want this fucking black boy in my store, she calls the police. And I already told you how I feel about that. You fucking call the police on me, I'm following a civil suit, and I don't give a fuck. I'm following the civil suit because I feel like you're you're trying to you you are threatening my life by calling the police, especially for something as as fucking non-threatening as me not addressing you or talk or whatever the fucking case is, right? Um, and you know, it just really speaks to this whole idea of black people. We, we, they still want us to bow our heads. Here's what's really fucked up. This woman look Asian. She's, she, it's something in the seasoning. She got some seasoning on it. She ain't no regular white chick. I would say 
Filipino, not quite Korean. There's some seasoning on it. That's what I'm going to say. And that, that also speaks to how other people of color are also racist against black people. I spoke last week about people coming to this country because, mostly because they know that they're not going to be bottom of the barrel. They know black people are still bottom of the barrel in this country. So even if they come here and they're not treated as good as a white person, they're not going to get the same. They, they're not going to be treated like a black person, right? So this woman, being fucking arrogant, decides, I'm going to call the police on this black boy, even though I'm a person of color too, and I understand what that means for a, black, a person of color to have the police called on them, I'm still going to motherfucking do it. Which takes me to this other story. Oh, sidebar, fuck that lady. All right, which takes me to this other story. Um, it took place in um, Atlanta. So um, it's at a girl's birthday party at this, um, it's called the Porsche, um, Porsche Drive. So it's the Overdrive Lounge in Solace 2 Porsche Drive. Um, and these black people, you know how we do it. It's our birthday. We, we going to celebrate the whole last year if we want to, but these black people living their best life, took their good money that they got, they got from their job and possibly a late tax return or wherever they got that money from. They rented out a little space at the spot at this little lounge so they could celebrate their friend's party, you know, show somebody, show their friend how much they appreciate them. Right. Um, so the, they having their birthday dinner. You know how you at a lounge and you rent the little table and they bring you the drinks. Now this shit is not motherfucking cheap. Okay. And it's the, yeah, Solace 2 Porsche Drive. It's a hotel located on the grounds of Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta. Right. Porsche like the car. So they, they're there y'all. They got their table probably some overpriced ass drinks and some subpar ass snacks and food. And I'm saying that because I don't know, I got friends in, that live in Atlanta. I haven't heard, I have yet to hear of any of them saying, oh my God, we had this bomb ass food from this place. I ain't never heard that. And I'm a foodie. And when people talk to me, we nine times out of 10, the conversation is going to devolve into some food that we just came up on. And I, none of my friends have talked about it. Right. And my friends got money. So I'm just saying, I want to be very clear. So she just decides she going to hop her ass in the space that they reserve with they good money for their friend's birthday. Now, not only did she pop her ass down there to sit down, when they asked her to leave, the bitch wouldn't leave. And then had the audacity to be saying some slick mouth shit under her breath while she's sitting at the table that they pay for with their good money to celebrate their friend on her birthday. Now, what's so upsetting is black people, we don't have the luxury of punching people in the face and not going to jail. This woman absolutely deserved to be punched in her fucking face. I asked you to get up out of my space. I tell you that this is reserved. I go to the management and they tell you that this shit is reserved and you still don't want to get up out of my section. I should have the right to punch you in your motherfucking face. Cause you fucking trying me, but you know why she do that? 
and why people do this and why people try black people because they know if the police come nine times out of ten who's going to jail who's going to jail if the police came to this table there were a couple of blacks do, black dudes there you know automatically them black dudes going to jail. Even if the black girl was the one that cold cocked her in the face with the strength of all of the ancestors. I'm talking about the strength of Harriet Tubman after she done ran some slaves all the way to Canada, came home and took a break for like a week off so to let people get their shit together so she can run again. You know what I'm saying? Like not after, right after you know, she done ran people to freedom. I'm talking about after she done came home, you know, rejuvenated, took a couple of soaks and shit, drank some kombucha or whatever they was drinking back, some turpentine oil. You know, black people was good for drinking some turpentine, bitch. I don't know what that shit did. I, I think that's what actually fortified us and kept us going. I think all black people need to go back to taking turpentine because black people, we just don't have that kind of strength no more. I don't know what it, maybe it was the turpentine, but whatever. Harriet Tubman got back. She was well-rested. Edges start growing back in, honey. She is good and ready to go out again. So if this girl would have punched that Asian lady in the face with the strength, with that kind of strength, the police would have came. Them black, dudes going to, them black dudes going to jail first, right? And what pissed me off is that we go to these places. We spend our hard at our hard-earned money we patronize these places you know we buying up food we buying up drinks you know how when we think we got a little bit of money honey and it's a birthday and we celebrate we motherfucking celebrate bitch okay never mind that one of the homegirls brought her own liquor in that don't even matter because we done bought up so much other liquor it don't even it don't even matter bill be like three thousand dollars we be like all right everybody what you had you had the fries <laughs> but just as a business practice the management should have came over there and asked this lady sis either you get up or you're going to have to get out but instead what did they do they did with what so many police do all the time with so many other people what people do when they are confronting when they're in a situation where they have to choose between a white person and a black person Right. Even if they don't immediately lock the black person up or do some, you know, they are always placate. Well, this is their table. Like not once did they say, bitch, you need to get the fuck. What ended up happening. Let me get that out and then I'll go into it. What ended up happening is they ended up putting out the party that spent the money that reserved the space that reserved the private table for their friend's birthday. They ended up putting them out. So before I say anything else, if you are in Atlanta, do not patronize Solace 2 Porsche Drive Hotel, the Porsche Experience, man. Fuck them. Find somewhere else. Preferably find a black-owned place to go and patronize your money. But if you, you know, if you feel like you want to do some other shit, then at least go to a place that's going to respect your dollar. And this place has made it very, very clear that they do not respect black people's money. Black people's money, black people's time, black people's energy, black people's patronage. Because here's the other thing. They got a table full of food and drinks. I just see this bitch with a wine glass. And she probably comes there all the time, but guess what? If she's there all the time, then you shouldn't want somebody who's going to come into your establishment and make other possible new customers uncomfortable. If these people came up in here and, and spent all this money for their homegirl, first of all, let me, let me stop putting a whole bunch of money. I don't give a fuck what they spent. 
I don't give a damn if they only put $100 down to get this table and was splitting drinks. At the end of the day, they are customers who put their money down and reserved a section that's supposed to be for them. You need to uphold the fact that this is their space. If you need to pull a table out the back for this bitch, pull a table out the back for this bitch. But what you need to do is get her up out of their section so that they can enjoy their party. And I don't give a fuck how much room they had. If they pay for it, it's theirs. It's not. I would never go to somebody's table and just sit the fuck down without either asking or at least if they told me I needed to get up, immediately get up or say, hey, well, can I stay here until the person come back? I do that. I mean, that's just that's not even a race. That's just a courteous thing. That's a that's a thing you do when you have fucking home training. But this filthy bitch set her ass at these people table and then was just like no I'm not I'm not getting up no I don't care I'm not getting up and this is an Asian lady so I say that to say you know the moment that all people of color are able to band together and actually form a for real strong bond I'm not saying we gotta be best friends I'm saying that we if all people of color support each other in this country we would get so much fucking further because if all the people of color come together guess what who guess who ain't the minority us and that's why the fuck trump and them and closed them borders that's why the fuck they stay trying to pit black people against other people and put pit other people of color against black people because the moment people of color come together i ain't gotta say it y'all know what the fuck i'm talking about and but we still in fighting on some dumb shit. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers got all the cake and whatever crumb, and we fighting over the fucking crumbs left over the, on the table. That is the dumbest shit ever. That is so fucking dumb to me. This Asian lady, of all the people in that place, should have been the last person to sit in a section on some bitchy shit. Like, bitch, you not white. And listen, I'm just going to say it. I know it ain't all Asian people, but a lot of Asian people like to float in white spaces like they're a part of that, like they're a part of that culture. Bitch, you're not. And it's, and if they put everybody else out of the country, guess who next to get oppressed, bitch? Exactly. The motherfuckers don't like you either. So don't sit up there and think shit is sweet and think that you all of a sudden have somehow sidestepped oppression. No, bitch, you haven't. Which brings me to my last story about the black women that were beaten up in the nail salon um, in Brooklyn. Now, when I first read it, my initial thought was how I still feel, but it's just like... When I initially read it, I thought it was just some chicks went into the nail salon and was in there fighting, right, over, you know, somebody didn't put the little design on right or some raggedy shit. I mean, listen, I don't have a good, I don't have a high regard for most majority of these in the hood nail salons because I'm going to be honest. They treat you like they're in a hood. Don't open up a business in a hood if you are not going to supply and give adequate service. If you're not going to treat me like I am a value customer. If you, you know, you can't take my money and then treat me like shit. That's not how I operate. You take my money. I want the, I want the exact same service you would give a motherfucker on Fifth Avenue. 
that's paying you millions of dollars or paying you $5,000 for your service. If I'm paying you what you charge and then have the nerve to tip afterwards, then I want, I want to be treated like you value my damn business. So, you know, I already make it a habit of not going to these places. And I just feel like it's been pretty clear that these places are horrible in our communities. And I was always like, well, why do, why the fuck are we going there? Especially now, because there are enough black-owned nail salons. There are places you can go where black girls are doing your nails, and you're going to get, you, you know what I mean? You're going to get just as good service. You're going to get quality, you know, designs or whatever else. It might be a little more pricey, but guess what? For peace of mind, I will pay that extra price. To put money in a black person's pocket so they can further what they're trying to do, I will pay that extra. I absolutely would. But what I'm not going to do is continue to patronize a place that openly disrespects me. And then I'm going to go back and do it again. So let me take a step all the way back. So when I first saw, read the headline, saw the video, and I saw the fight, I immediately thought, oh, this is some hood shit. Because that's just what I expect out of a hood nail salon, right? But then I get into the story... And it's a, a grandmother took her granddaughters out to get their nails done. It's at the New Red Apple Nail Salon in on Nostrand and Mar- Martinique Street. This is East, East Flatbush. This is around the way, around the way, like all the way. This, this area ain't really been gentrified yet. I already know that. So, um... So they got the nails done, got the eyebrows whacked with sidebar, um... Where you going getting your eyebrow? Listen, I'm old school in that way where, how old are you? Where you work? You getting your eyebrows done for what? Huh? You going on TV? What are you doing? Oh, you you going, you getting your eyebrows done to go to seventh grade? Girl, if you don't get out of my face. But that's just how I was raised. That's how I plan to raise the adopted child that I'm going to get. <laughs> so, um... What happened is the they messed the women's eyebrows up. And now this the grandmother paid for the toes and the nails, but she was like, I'm not paying for these eyebrows. Now, mind you, the eyebrows are $6. And I don't know if you saw the videos, but it was an all-out brawl. They had broomsticks. They going off, right? And my thing is, once again, if a white woman was in there and said she ain't like her eyebrows, the last thing they're going to do is, you know, raise a stick and say, oh, I'm going to swing this damn stick at you because you didn't pay. That is the last thing that they would ever think to do, which goes to the mindset of how this country views black people. Right. Like. Ma'am, first of all. I, you know, I just feel like at this point, if never before in our history, this should this should be motivation for people everywhere to say, you know what? My dollars matter and I'm not going to spend them in places that don't value me. And I'm speaking I'm saying that also for a lot of black businesses. I think we have an obligation first to patronize black business. Yes, I damn said it. 
We have an obligation. And not, other people, other races might not say it, but trust and believe that is that is how they operate as well. Why do you think other businesses thrive so much? Because not only are they getting our black ass dollars, but they're getting the people of their own community. They're getting their family and the people in their culture to support them because that's how they will build and thrive. That is the mindset that people, black people specifically need to have. We need to make it our mission to spend with us first. Put money in each other's pockets because when you win, I win. If your business thrives, that means that your business has the opportunity to expand, hire more black people. Hell, hire my damn son, nephew, adopted child, goddaughter, whatever, and then put money in her pocket. And then she can pay for whatever she needs to. And then she can support herself and her family, get the things that she needs to get. So then she can go away to college and then she can get a degree and then she can go on and open a business and start a company and be CEO. And then now she's in a position of power to hire. You see how that works? This is how every other race sees it. And for whatever reason, black people, we don't get it. Can we start getting it? Can we start making it our, like, can we start devoting ourselves, devoting a certain amount of our money to say, you know what, I'm going to go, I can get this t-shirt over here, or I can go to the bitch that's pressing t-shirts in her basement, but got some bomb ass designs, and I can go ahead, even if they ain't that bomb, how about this, I'm going to just put a little money on it. I maybe you know maybe if I start supporting what she's doing and putting some money in her pocket then she can afford to get a bigger space and better and and better equipment and updated ink or whatever the fuck it is but they're never we're never going to progress unless we put into each other that's all I'm, okay I'm I'm off I'm off my soapbox I'm off I said what I said and I feel like the people who get it y'all get it and if you don't get it then go back and listen to everything I said take some notes Talk to somebody else, have a uh, have a meetup, give somebody the cliff notes and get in goddamn formation. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, make sure you are following Black Ass Podcast on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you're following me, hrcomedy.com for all of my links. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I don't have any really real updates right now. Um, but don't forget September 6th on Facebook Live, we're watching Harlem Nights. And then from there, we'll take a poll and figure out the next movie to watch on the next day of a football game. Um, thank y'all, man. I really, really appreciate you guys. I'll check you out next episode. Peace.